Hey, this is a new year and I really hope that you're still keeping your new year resolutions. You know, some people are really profound. They say, I'm not going to call it new year resolutions. I'm going to call it just casual promises to myself that I'm under no legal obligations to fulfill. So that's really profound. And some people, they have very deep resolutions. They say, this year I want to read more. So I put on the subtitles on my television. Well, whatever it is, I hope you're still doing it because at least it's still some form of reading. So this is the beginning of a new year and we're all excited. We want to make fresh changes. We want to make fresh starts. You know what? So it is now often a good time. A new year time is often a good time to think about how to make this new year a fulfilling and the most fruitful one. So are you ready for a word for the new year? Now, the world, it talks a lot about time thieves. And uh, there are many good leadership books out there that teach you how to be more productive with your time. Uh, they, they teach you how to prevent your time from being stolen by instilling better habits and uh, making slight changes to your life. For example, many people would know that worry is a time thief. Now, lack of focus is also a time thief. And of course, procrastination is the ultimate time thief. While all these things steal your productivity at work and at home, all these teachings are good, right? Because they teach you to be productive. Now, while all these things steal your productivity at work and at home, what I want to talk about today is a far, it has a far more long-term effect on your life. And it's something a little bit more spiritual because it is concerning your destiny in God. So today, I want to talk about the destiny thief that comes in to steal your destiny in God. Now, there is an interesting verse in the Bible, in Lamentations 1.9, it says this. It says, she did not consider her destiny and therefore her collapse was awesome. She had no comforter. Oh Lord, behold my affliction for the enemy is exalted. Now, this is a verse that grabs me by my heart every time I read it because it is talking about the great fall of Jerusalem and God's people. And they did not consider their destiny, and that is why their collapse was great. Now, in the New Living Translation, it says, gave no thought to her future. So the people of God, they gave no thought to their future, and they made a lot of bad decisions and their destruction was great. These three are very important words. It says, consider your destiny. The word consider means to give attention to. It means thinking carefully before making a decision. It means pay attention. And it consider means make decisions bearing in mind your destiny. And what is destiny? Well, destiny is God's best plan for your life. Destiny is your best life. So today's message is a life and leadership principles message entitled, Consider Your Destiny. And so why life and leadership? Well, you know, life, right? We, living, this, this is the beginning of the new year and we all want to do well in life. We want to do well in all areas like marriage, family, career, health, in school, at work. And so we want to be fruitful, we want to be progressive. And so I know that today's message will help you stay on track in your fruitful destiny with God and it will help you consider your future. 
And so that's for life. But then what, is about, what about leading? Lead, right? We not only want to live well, but we also want to lead in life. We want to have influence. We want to make things happen. So this is according to what the Bible says, that we want to be the head and not the tail. And so this applies to all leaders as well. And as a leader, this year, you're going to tell yourself, this year, I want to stay on track and I want to keep growing my influence. Now, a leader is defined as someone who has influence over another. So if you are already a leader and you are, if you are already having influence over one person, you are a leader. You are a growing leader. So to all the leaders that are listening in, you know what? You need the principle in today's message. Consider your destiny. In all the decisions that you're going to make this year, I want to, you to seal this in your heart. Consider your destiny. Avoid the destiny thief. You want to stay on course for what God wants you to do. Amen? So now, are you ready for the life and leadership principle? Well, the principle is this. Don't trade God's timeline for your deadline. Don't trade God's timeline for your deadline. You see, in this, in this start of the new year, it would be great to ask yourself, am I walking in tandem with God's timing for my life? Now let's look at the example of Jesus. You know, Jesus, Jesus was always very conscious of his heavenly father's timetable. In John chapter 7, verse 6, it says this, Then Jesus said to them, My time has not yet come. Wow. Here he was speaking to his half-brothers. You know, my time has not yet come. He was very conscious of the divine timetable. And then earlier in the same book, but in John chapter 2, when he was speaking to his own mother, he also lived by that same principle. He was always living by a divine timetable. In John 2, it's, he said to his mother, he said, my hour has not yet come. Isn't that incredible? You know, this is the example of Jesus. It is so important to stay on God's timetable and not trade his timeline for your own deadline. You know, so many people, they run outside of God's timing in impatience and they compromise their destinies in God. Now, you've got to think about Abraham and Sarah when you talk about, you know, running outside of God's timing. Abraham and Sarah, if you know the story, in the Old Testament, you know, they were barren. And uh, God promised that they were going to have a child. But you know what? While waiting, they got impatient. And so they took things into their own hands. And so Abraham conceived with Sarah's handmaiden and bore a son called Ishmael. Now, that wasn't God's promised child. That wasn't God's timing. See, when God gives a promise, it will always take place according to his timing. And so eventually Sarah conceived miraculously and gave birth to Isaac. Now, that was the promised child. And, but you know what? Their impatience had consequences. They had traded God's timeline for their own deadline. And because of that, Abraham's household was torn apart with strife because there was always constant trouble between Ishmael's camp and Isaac's camp. And so you have to consider your destiny. And then there's another example in the Old Testament. There was King Saul. And, you know, he was in battle. And he was waiting for the prophet Samuel to come and offer sacrifices to God. But Samuel hadn't come yet. Again, in this instance, Saul took matters into his own hand. He, he went ahead to offer sacrifices to God. Now, firstly, he wasn't supposed to do that. Only a prophet like Samuel could do that. 
And then secondly, he had disobeyed Samuel's instructions. Samuel had clearly told him to wait for him to arrive. And so Saul, in this instance, he also traded God's timeline for his own deadline, and that cost him his throne. Because God saw his heart of disobedience, God saw his impatience, and that disqualified Saul. And then after he was disqualified, God appointed David to take over the throne. So Saul, he stepped out of his destiny. Never, never step out of your destiny. Consider your destiny. In all that you do this year, consider your destiny. And so, you know what? We have to be very careful to walk according to God's timeline for our lives. Now in Psalms, it's one of my favorite verses, it says this, it says, Psalms 31, it says, my times are in your hand. Isn't it awesome? My times are in God's hand. So this is the confidence we need to have in God. For all the believers and the leaders out there, this is the confidence that you can have that your times are in the hands of God. So you can walk in His divine timetable. Don't be impatient. Amen? Now, sometimes God has to prepare us for what He has prepared for us, and that takes time. And listen, even though David had been anointed king over Israel, guess what? He still had to wait. He had to wait over seven years after Saul died before the 12 tribes would crown him as king. He still had to wait even though he had a promise. So friends, never walk out of God's divine timetable. You know, there's a great encouraging verse in Psalms 32. It has a great assurance for us. It says this. It says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Isn't this a wonderful verse? In the first part, in this verse, God has given us a promise. He says that He will guide us in the best pathway for our lives. So it means that God will lead you to growth in your best life. God will lead you into your destiny. But you know what? There's also a warning in verse 9. It says we cannot be like the senseless horse or the mule. So that means that though God is going to lead us into our destiny, we cannot be like the impatient horse that rushes ahead. Neither can we be like the stubborn mule that lags behind God's timing. We need to be sensitive to God's timing in our lives. Never, never trade God's timeline for your own deadline. So you must always consider your destiny. Sometimes I keep hearing leaders say these things. You know, a lot of people say things like, you know, I need to be a great preacher by the age of 30. Some people say, in three years' time, my church must hit the thousands. Some people say, you know, I must be on the worship a team by the age of 18. Some people say, my business must make 12 million by next year. You know, well, don't be mistaken. You know, having vision is good. Setting goals are good. But if it is keeping you up at night and is robbing you of your peace and it is and it has caused you to stop enjoying what you do and if it is done just so that you know you can impress people and if it's done so that you could compete with your neighbor who is doing better than you, then then you know, then you have crossed into vain, selfish, and, and fleshly ambitions, amen, then you know that you have started to trade God's timeline for your own deadline. 
If you run ahead of God, if you, if you lag behind Him, you will compromise your own destiny in Him. You need to consider your destiny. Don't let your destiny be stolen by foolish impatience. Amen. Now, I cannot emphasize this enough. There is a blessing that comes from staying with God's divine timetable. There is a blessing to waiting. See, while you are waiting, God is working, not just on the situation, but working on you as well. And that's what one of our leaders in church found out. You know, there's a leader in our church. She's leading a big zone of university students. Now, the zone of people that she was leading doubled in size and then tripled in growth. But then suddenly, everything started to slow down and the group started stagnating in growth. And so she started to doubt herself, you know, she was thinking, maybe, maybe this is all I can do. I cannot do more for God. Maybe I'm just able to lead at a certain level in this church. But then God spoke to her. God told her, God says, you know, shift your prayers. And so she obeyed. She started to change the type of prayers that she was praying. And so instead of praying for growth in the zone, she started to pray for God to work on her heart and on her mind. So she was praying, God, give me a bigger heart. God, give me a stronger mind. And so while waiting for the promises of God to come to pass, she also took time to shift her attention from zone growth matters to all the individuals in her zone. So she ministered to the zone members individually even more. And then guess what? Finally, the breakthrough came. From the hundreds, her zone of people grew to two hundreds. And then as she looked back, she realized that God had been working on her while she was waiting on his timeline. And she said that she said, the waiting had trained me to be a better leader. By ministering to each individual more, I grew my heart. And I have learned as a leader to never take lightly the destinies of the people that God had put under my care. I now do not just see the zone as a group of people, but I now see them as individuals, precious individuals with a destiny in God. What an incredible story, you know? God was enlarging her heart before he enlarged the zone in the group of people that she was leading. So never trade God's timeline for your own deadline. Consider your destiny. Sometimes you just have to wait things out. There is a blessing in waiting. When you were waiting, God is working, not on just the situation, but on you as well. But guess what? I know many of us, we are not very good with waiting because we, we are the microwave generation. We want everything quick and fast. But listen, while we are into microwaving, God is into marinating. Let me say that one more time. While we're into microwaving, God is into marinating. There are seasons of waiting that are in our lives. And, and while we're waiting, God is working. Now, don't just think that because it's a season of waiting that God has stopped working totally. Well, He hasn't. God is preparing us for what He has prepared for us. He is working in our circumstances for our own good. And if you know, there's a verse, everybody's favorite verse in the Bible, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, in a Good News translation, it says, God has set the right time for everything. God has set the right time for everything. There is a right time. So when you are waiting, God is working, not just on the situation, but on you. Now, I'm speaking to all the leaders here. You know, we are the make it happen people. We, we are the people sometimes who are very bad at waiting. 
But this year, I want to challenge you. Make a resolution in your heart to live according to God's timetable. Amen. This year, don't trade his timeline for your deadline. Consider your destiny. Maybe some of you here, you, you are young and you are just, you know, you can't wait to be finished with all the schooling years you are in right now. You're tired of school. You can't wait. Maybe some of you here, you're waiting for a marriage to happen. Some of you here, you're a couple and, and you're waiting for a baby. Some of you here, you're waiting for that, the job or the, the promotion that God has promised you. Or some of you here, you may be leaders who have also made a great commitment to be a great parent. And you've just got a young children that, you know, uh, you are parenting as well while you're serving fervently in church. And as you have those children in your life, you're just feeling like your life has just grown smaller because, you know, you feel like being a parent compromises your ministry. And you feel like you are shrinking as you are waiting in this new season of your life. Well, I have an encouraging verse for you in Isaiah 60 verse 22. It says this, it says, I am the Lord. And when it is time, I will make those things happen quickly. We all cry out for greater influence. Perhaps you feel set back now being a parent as well as a leader in church. Well, remember this verse, it says, when it is time, when it is time, God will make things happen. When it is time, remember in God's time, he will enlarge your influence as a leader. Now, when I first had my daughter, um, besides building the church, my primary focus in life was also to build up my daughter. And so I said to myself, you know, the first 10 years of my daughter's life, uh, I will only travel if she can come along with me. And so that means that I only travel overseas for family holidays because those were the only times that she can come along with me. And that also meant that I rejected many preaching invites. Uh, but I was still very involved in the church. I was giving my 200% and uh, while also giving my best to my daughter. Now, for, so for many years, I rejected many preaching engagements overseas. And on the surface, to some people, it may seem that my life had shrunk. And you know, on most days, I was preoccupied with um, changing nappy sizing, how many millimeters of milk to give to my baby. So on some days, I had great attitude, but, but on some days, it really felt and really seemed like my life had shrunk. Now, fast forward 10 years later, you know, something interesting happens exactly 10 years later. We were on a family holiday, and so my daughter came into our room, and she said, Mom, can I borrow your phone? And so I said, well, what do you need the phone for? And she says, well, last night I had a dream. And in my dream, I could only see the name of the book of the Bible and the numbers of the chapters and the verses. So I need to see what the verses are talking about. So she took my phone and she read the verses. And they, the verses were telling her about living her life for Jesus and laying it all down for God. So then at that point, something incredible happens. While she was reading her verses, the voice of God it spoke so clearly to my heart. And he said to me, he said, your daughter now hears me. I've got her. Now you go. You go where I send you. When that word came to me, it brought a tremendous peace to my heart and it really, really enlarged my life. So from that point onwards, you know what? I started to 
um, um, say yes to preaching invites that came, all the overseas invites and all the local invites. And so from that time onwards, I started to go out and preach. And even if that meant that my daughter was not traveling with me. Now today, my daughter is 15 years old. She loves Jesus. She loves church. And she's leading many youths in church. And she has a great relationship with us because her dad and I, we were always there for her. And growing up, she knew that she was important to us, you know, because she saw how we gave everything in our lives to the ministry, but she also saw how we gave ourselves to her. And right now, she's also giving her best to the ministry, like how she has seen us do it. So, you know what? I have always experienced the blessing of walking in the timetable of God. So friends, for this new year, remind yourself, your times are in His hands. Constantly tell yourself, I will not be like the impatient horse that will run ahead of God. Neither will I be like a stubborn mule that will lag behind when God tells you to move forward. So this year, you really must consider your destiny. This year, you will never trade God's timeline for your own deadline. So this is the end of my message, and I hope that it has blessed you tremendously. And I know that you're going to have a great year ahead of you. Happy New Year. You have reached the end of the sermon. We pray that you've been blessed by the Word of God. To find out more about us, you can log on to www.heartofgodchurch.org or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at HOGC. You can also follow Pastor Leah on Facebook and Instagram at pastor.lea.